Here. Mr. Layfield. Here. Mr. Peden. Here. Dr. Statler. Here. Mrs. Wright. Here. This is the regular board meeting for the month of March, and we have a quorum. Would everyone please rise for the presentation of colors? May be seated. <laughs> Item 104 on the agenda is Any River Student Government. My name is Kathleen Carter, and I'm the Vice President of the Indian River High School Student Council. I'm here to present you with some updates on our community here at IR. First off, spring sports have begun and practices are in full swing. We have many different clubs that have participated in state-level competitions, and some students have qualified for national competitions. Congratulations to our BPA, FFA, VEX Robotics Club, Educators Rising Club, and Mock Trial Group. This past weekend, Indian River High School band students Sean Wilson, Gus Fadden, and Kathleen Carter represented their school in the Delaware All-State Honors Band Festival at Dover High School. The IR band is preparing for their annual band trip. This year, they will travel to Cleveland, Ohio from April 12th to April 15th. Two weekends ago, Indian River put on our first ever musical production, Thoroughly Modern Millie. A lot of hard work was put in by the actors, musicians, stage crew, teachers, and parents. The show was a huge success, and the student body is looking forward to another musical next year. On March 14th, many IRHS students showed their support for the victims of the Parkland School shooting by gathering in the hallways for a moment of silence in remembrance of the victims. This was organized by the student council officers. The officers also handed out ribbons for the students to wear and encouraged the student body to wear burgundy and silver, which are the school colors of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Rather than making anything a political statement, the officers stressed the importance of unity to the students. In order to feel more safe during the school day, the student body has requested intruder drills, which our administration has arranged to take place shortly. The freshmen and juniors are prepping for the in-school SAT and PSAT tests on April 10th, 
and the sophomores are getting ready for their PSAT on April 17th. Good luck to everyone. Last but not least, on behalf of the entire student body, I'd like to con congratulate our 2018 Teacher of the Year, Mr. Nathan Moeller. All of his students are very proud and thankful to have, him, to have such an amazing teacher like him. He is more than deserving of this title, and we all know he will represent our school and district well. Thank you for your attention, and have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Need a motion to approve the agenda for this evening's meeting? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Need a motion to approve the regular meeting minutes of February 26, the executive session meetings <clears throat> minutes on February 26, and the uh, special meeting minutes of February 21st. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Special recognition, Mr. Steele. Mr. Barley, please join me at the podium. This evening, you've had a chance to look at the agenda. We have quite a few students who have achieved uh, some very great accolades that we will be recognizing. We're going to begin this evening by recognizing a young lady that we, we recognized at the last board meeting. However, she was unable, unable to attend. We want to make sure we come back and have her here this evening. This young lady is very special. She won the fire prevention um, poster essay this year from SDSA. I'd like to introduce Allison Swartz. Next, we're going to have our principals, um, Jason McCready from Selbyville, uh, will be coming up to do Selbyville Middle, Karen Clawson, Philip Shaw, and also Mike <coughs> Williams for Indian River. Jason. Good evening. It is with great honor that I get to introduce Philip Shell Elementary, Grade 5, Jessica Zimmerman as the recipient of the 2018 Carson Scholarship. Jessica is among more than 8,000 gifted students from across the country that have been named Carson Scholars. Her academic achievements and service to her community make her stand out as a future leader. Congratulations, Jessica. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Selbyville Middle School is proud to recognize or have two students recognized this evening for both exceptional academic and civic performance. 
uh, a former alum of Philip C. Shawell. Uh, Bryn McCabe will be our first student being recognized this evening. Bryn is a four-time Carson Scholar. She has won the award four consecutive times. Bryn is one of 8,000 candidates uh, for this prestigious recognition, which makes it even more remarkable as she's done it four consecutive years in a row. Congratulations, Bryn. Our second student for recognition this evening is eighth grade student Vicki Chan. Our second student to be recognized this evening is eighth grade student Vicki Chan. On February 28th, Vicki won second place in the computer literacy competition at the State of Delaware's Middle School Business Professionals of America competition held at Dover Downs. Eighth grade student Vicki Chan. Good evening. At this time, I'd like to, we have a whole host of students we'd like to recognize for Indian River High School. Uh, I'm going to start with our state FFA convention, our first place agricultural sales team, which consists of Maya Parks, Emily Tharby, Patrick Banks, and Abigail Lathbury. Those students would please come forward. <laughs> If I could ask Abigail if you would remain on stage just for a moment. Abigail also, uh, part of the agriculture sales team, received a perfect score in her division. All these students will be competing at the national convention this fall. Next, I'd like to recognize our Business Professional of America State Conference winners. They are Brooke Weaver, Gavin Clattenburg, Alexa Fitz, Morgan Bartholomew, Elena Lopez, Jose Lopez, Jabas Lopez, Luke Morgan, Nick Marchetti, who I know is not here tonight, and Isaac Chandler. If those students would please come forward and be recognized, congratulations. All of these students will be competing in the national competition which will be held this year, this spring in Dallas, Texas.
Congratulations. The next group we'd like to recognize took first place in the Delmarva VEX Robotics Championship. The Indian River High School team consisted of Ann Weaver, Diego Hernandez, Matthew Schmidt, Madison Johnson, and two students that are not here tonight, Victoria G. and Logan Crick. This first place team will be competing this spring at the national competition in Kentucky. Our next category is a new pathway to Indian River High School is our Teacher Academy. Um, they had Educator Rising competition. We had a first place winner for the first time at Indian River High School, and that is Riley Murray. <laughs> Riley took first place in speech and will be competing at the National Convention this summer in Orlando, Florida. Next, we have our state mock trial. We had two winners. Best attorney was Olivia Garby, and best witness was Elena Lopez. <laughs> mock trial winners. Next, I'd like to recognize some of our student athletes. Uh, not all of our student athletes are here tonight due to uh, competitions and games and practices, but those that are, are here, if you hear your name, please come forward. We will start with the first team all-conference uh, for wrestling, Willie Rain, boys basketball, Jameer Felton, girls basketball for Bria McCray, swimming, Josh McIntyre, Blake Schuart, and Michael Barnes. First team all-conference.
Next, we have student athletes that have been recognized as academic all-conference. For girls basketball, Brady, I'm sorry, Rachel Ellers, Brady Whitman, boys swimming, Declan Burke, Jackson Donnelly, Zach Lingenfelter, Ryan McCoy, Dylan Tuttle. For girls swimming, Emma Kelly, Abby West, Elizabeth Town, and also for wrestling, I don't think he's back yet, is Colin Hudson. The, the final category I have for tonight is our academic all-state for wrestling. Our managers, Gabby Hudson, Madison Killen, followed by Colin Hudson, Aaron King, Chris Snyder, and Rashawn Turner. They are all currently at other sporting events this evening. next item on the agenda is for public comment. The board allows 15 minutes at the beginning and 15 minutes at the end of the regular scheduled board meeting for anyone in the audience who wishes to make a public comment. We've had uh, three people who have signed up this evening and the first speaker is uh, Kimlin Nurek.
Mr. Times School Board meeting with a word of prayer. And uh, if you would please pray. Dearest Heavenly Father, dearest Lord Jesus, dearest God, the Holy Spirit, Sovereign God, thank you for this good day, this blessed day. God, this is the day that you have made. Uh, we ask for a blessing on the school board and all the people that have attended here, all the families represented. Uh, we ask for uh, wisdom and guidance, especially for the school board members. Please them help, help them to make good decisions for the school and the community. Uh, we are a nation, God, that has many things that concern us. Uh, we think of the recent school shootings, God. We pray for Indian River and all the schools to work this out in a good and peaceful way. We pray for our legislators for sensible, common sense, good laws. Pray, God, for blessings on the United States of America. Please bless our president, uh, bless our vice president, all of Congress, all of our state legislators, our governor, our lieutenant governor. God, we do pray for your blessing at this time. Um, Easter is approaching. God, may we honor you. May we give you all the honor and all the glory. Uh, all of sin that falls short of the glory of God. No one is righteous in we ask for your mercy. Uh, please be merciful to all of us here. Bless all the families here. Uh, we pray for the students that have achieved many things here. Uh, they have gotten honors. And uh, God, we, we ask for blessings on the families. Um, Lord, help us to, particularly at this time, at Easter, be mindful of you, Lord Jesus, your death, burial, your resurrection, your glorious, sinless life. And again, your death, burial, resurrection, your ascension, and that you are coming again. Come, Lord Jesus. In your blessed, holy, righteous name we pray. Amen. Thank you. The next item is, the speaker is uh, Jim Barnes, three minutes. Probably quicker than three minutes. Um, as a coach and as a parent, I just want to thank the board for approving the boys' volleyball team and just give you a quick update. Um, we got 13 players that are playing now and four managers. Uh, we have nine matches that are already scheduled. We had a scrimmage that happened today. Uh, uniforms are in the process of being approved and ordered. Um, it's green, gold, and white. Make sure there was no black on it, no sponsorship at all. I think you're going to be doing that today. Uh, we've had all pro positive press. There's been several articles in the newspaper, and it's been all positive with the community really being behind it, especially because it doesn't cost the school board any money. Uh, the kids are really happy to be playing and excited for the season. So, again, I just want to stand up here and thank you so much for caring about the kids and doing what I think is right. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Next speaker, Yvonne Sample. You also have three minutes, ma'am. Okay. Good Thank evening. You. I presented last um, meeting, and I just need the board's guidance on the open gym and on the um, freshman basketball team for Sussex, at Sussex Central. I'm 
finish, I presented it last time. I'm just waiting on your guidance on what to do. Okay, Charlie, you may answer that now. Mm -hmm. Let me answer it now. Yes, ma'am. What, what you should do is set an appointment up with Dr. Layfield, Sussex Central, and uh, let him know what you would like to do and the things that you would want to see with the program in the future. That's your starting point, and he'll guide you through the rest of that uh, planning. Thank you very much. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> School choice applications, uh, Mr. Lewis. Mr. Barley, uh, before uh, Mr. Lewis makes his presentation, um, at our policy committee meeting, we had a long discussion about school choice and a lot of good points brought up, um, a lot of questions asked, and I think Mr. Steele may have uh, some information, maybe can answer some of those questions that were brought up at the policy committee. Uh, I can, Mr. Hudson. Uh, Mr. Hudson had asked me to um, ask for a breakdown of those students who would meet the criteria of priority fives and sixes, which would be those students who are transition students, students going from grade five to grade six, grade eight to grade nine. Uh, I went ahead and uh, we have uh, Krissa Pepper, she's here this evening as well. She put the report together for us. Uh, before we took any action, I, I do know it was mentioned that we may want to talk to our attorney before we make any moves to do anything. I talked to Jim McMacken. Uh, he informed me that if you do decide as a board to take priority fives and sixes because the policy says you have priorities one through four first, those students would have to be taken. Our first priorities involve siblings, uh, in-district siblings, out-of-district siblings, and our returning students. Our five and our uh, six, again, are our transition students. Taking a look at the uh, numbers that we would look at if the board so chooses to move forward with that recommendation. There would be, at, at Indian River High School, overall change of the current enrollment uh, would be anywhere from two to six students. However, if it's approved, uh, five of those students, or two of those students, would go to um, Sussex Central. Two other students have been accepted to two other schools, Sussex Tech. Uh, our, our initial thought is we're looking at possibly two to three students maximum at Indian River. At Sussex Central, we're looking uh, at a minimum of four students, maximum of 14. However, five of those 14, if it's approved, would go to the Indian River site, moving that to nine, and there are four of those students who have been accepted at other schools as well. So we're looking at a number there between four and five kids on top of where they are now. Millsboro Middle School, would be anywhere from zero growth uh, to seven students. Again, once these students move, if it's approved, you're gonna be closer to the low end there, anywhere from zero to two. Selbyville Middle School uh, would be anywhere from five to six students, uh, depending. Most of their students, again, are coming from the Millsboro Middle and the Georgetown Middle end. Excuse me, Millsboro Middle. And Georgetown would have a net gain of either zero with a max gain of four, Again, those students that we're looking at at Georgetown Middle, if, if everything goes, we're looking to them to have a zero net gain. Uh, these would be students we would look at. Uh, Mr. Hudson and I had a conversation uh, this week, and he also asked about what would you do in priority seven. They're employee students, employee students, employees, uh, children. We have three. Uh, we have one in elementary. We have two at the high school level. However, at the high school level, uh, the students that we're, we're looking at um, 
has also been accepted. One has been accepted at Cape Penelopen, or excuse me, at Sussex Tech. The other one is also accepted at First State Military Academy. So all in all, we're, taking a, we're looking at only three students total. Uh, one of those would be a, a first grader, and that would be a student who is already in our district, Georgetown Elementary. Um, mother or father reside in the North Georgetown area, and she wanted her daughter to come to Georgetown Middle or Georgetown Elementary because of the time change. She would not have anybody at home to, to get her, her daughter. Um, impacts much more minimal than what we anticipated. If we decide to do this, I will tell you up front, uh, Mr. Lewis has done a phenomenal job this week as along with uh, Chris Pepper in looking logistically what would have to happen. If this is an area that the board decides they would like us to go, we would bring these kids back to the April meeting and list the names. There's also a possibility some of these students may move as well. We had an abnormal number of students this year uh, apply for Sussex Tech. Uh, I think around 80 at Sussex Central and 33 at Indian River. So our incoming ninth grade classes are going to be a little bit smaller than what we projected just based on if those total numbers actually go to Tech. Um, we can field any questions you have. Again, I have Ms. Pepper. She prepared the report. I have Mr. Lewis. Uh, I do want to give you a reason as to why we're kind of looking at this. The day of our, um, I won't call it draft, but lottery, with Data Service Center, we looked into this situation and realized that there are other school districts around us who were keeping the kids that were already in their school choice system with them. And we questioned the DOE person responsible for this. And we're, we're told again, the returning student is what we've always had it defined as, as what Mr. Lewis has always used. However, I kind of challenged her a little bit. I said, I, I, I think that could be a challenge because I can see how these other school districts can use this. We did check with two, uh, two districts, Milford and uh, um, the uh, Cape Open. Both of those districts, once a kid's in their program, they do not remove them unless the student hits the criteria to go back to their other schools. What happens is if, if the board wants us to move forward with uh, this endeavor, we have to go into the lottery and we would take those priorities, one through six, and we would change those one through six priorities that the board, what's it called? Override, I think some type of override. Yes, override, yes. We could override that the board could override, but I do caution you, if you go at level seven, you've got to do seven below. Six, six below. We would have to go back to our policy and change our policy for next year. I did pose this question with my building principals Friday. I wanted to know what their feelings were, you know, related to these students. They voted unanimously. They felt once the students in, if they're with us, they've been good students, we should keep them unless they give us reason to send them back. I do think the impact would be minimal. Uh, probably all in all, I'm going to guess 16 kids or less total that we'd be looking at if we keep those kids. One of the things that we've learned, I think, in this discussion, because we've really thought outside the box that we may want to consider, is in the future, if you don't have a tie, if we want to weed out our school choice, you don't have a tie to our district, then we would not accept you. That means we would be able to get any siblings or any, any parent kids or any kids who's already within our system transitioning from one school level to another. So I think we've got a way that we can uh, fix our policy in the future. 
But again, it's not going to come into effect with a policy change to affect this group. Once we have that lottery, we have fulfilled our obligation with our policy. If we want to override anything, this is where we have to go. But I did want to check with Mr. McMacken to make sure that as a district, if we chose to look at the in-district kids, so I think that was something we, we had talked about too, then we have to look at all those who are ahead of those kids in the priority list. So with priority seven is kids with teachers, is that correct? Yes. And if we included the ones that we have, we're still talking about 15 kids? I'm guessing about 16, 17 kids total okay. is, is what my guess is going to be. That's depending the kids who are taking other schools are right. going to take those schools, which I imagine they will. I mean, in, in our discussion, I would have thought that number would have been much greater. So I was yeah, very at surprised. one point it was. We were looking at 60. Then it, it was dwindled down once we got some preliminary lists to, I think it was 30 or 31 at the policy committee meeting, I think is the number we had. And once we started looking at it, we started looking at, well, what happens when these kids move? Because you're going you're gonna to lose some from it from Sussex Central going to Indian River and vice versa. So when you, when you look at it in that sense, you're, you're really looking at a net gain of single digits for any building, and some schools won't have a net gain at all. If the total number of kids go to tech that signed up, we will have our numbers will decrease slightly in our ninth grade classes at both high schools. I, I would just like to say after the discussion and the numbers that I've looked at, I would, I would encourage us to, to move forward with this group of kids. I don't again, know how everybody else feels, but I, I think Again, we can do group. that. I'd like to answer any questions you have. But again, we won't move forward with them this evening. We'll wait until we get a chance to go back and bring you the actual names and actual number next time for you to hear exactly what the exact number is going to be. By then, our hopes are that the kids who are listed as invites to Sussex Tech and to other area local school districts will go on and accept the invitation. That means we transfer them in our e-school to the other school, and they, they come off our roster for next year. So again, this is a discussion we can have tonight on this. I can answer questions. We won't bring these kids to you until the April board meeting. I just have a quick question about priority eight students. Is there any discussion about those? Because they're in district students, correct? That is correct, yes ma'am. Okay, so what are we doing with those? Mr. Lewis, give me priority eight. Priority eight are in district students. For example, students that, uh, for example, if I'm at Indian River High School, if for whatever reason I want to choice to Sussex Central, I will be an in-district student. Even though I'm not going to put in for the IB program, I just want a choice to Sussex Central High School. And that is priority number eight on our policy right now. I don't know what those numbers are, Dr. Statler. I've got to be honest. We looked at six below. We did look at seven. I haven't looked at eight. My, my guess would be at this point, Again, we have a tie to the district with, with priority number eight, but one through seven, I think ties are stronger. For somebody who just wants to school choice for the first time, but we can get a number on that. That may be the better thing for us to do. Okay. My only concern would be maybe one of the other priorities. We, we could have, and I don't have the priorities in front of me, but like a three or a four could be an out-of-district student that has a sibling, and so we could have an out-of-district student sibling that has a higher priority than a number eight, which is an in-district, for example, a student that lives in Dagsboro and attends Indian River High School, goes here for one year and decides they want to go to Sussex Central, 
that student may not be able to do that if we don't include the number eights. True. I'd so, like to go back and look at our numbers to see what we're looking at. Mr. Lewis, you don't have half those numbers this evening, do you? Yeah. I mean, that's something as you, as you bring this list next I can't. month. We, we can bring the list okay. by priority, and if you would want to move forward on them, you can do it by priority. Okay. Okay? But again, we can't really do anything on this issue this evening, okay, until we, right. until we know exactly what we're dealing with. Did this come about because of the data service? I guess my question is this. We put data service in place, and now we're looking to change maybe some of the criteria for what it was. And correct me if I'm wrong, we did the lottery. The lottery is over. The people have received their letters. Either they got accepted or they did not. It would appear, and I don't know this, it would appear that we must somewhere along the line have some disgruntled people that didn't get accepted that we now want to go back and possibly change the policy? No, I've had two, uh, both, both that I've had, they were not upset, they were just concerned. So I um, guess then why are, we, why are we even considering changing it? The request was made to me at the policy committee meeting, you know, to look into this. Uh, where our thought not a was, parent, are we saying not a parent ask it? That well, parents have asked, okay. is there going to be a change down the line? And we told them at this stage, no. But we, it's early, we may have students drop out, which may mean we may go down to our waiting list. However, where we are is balancing capacity versus I, I'm going to say there are very few, I believe Mr. Lewis approved school choice uh, for next year. Am I correct on that? Uh, I think the schools we were looking at were John and Clayton um, and Philip Shaw. So that's the only two that we were looking at. But there was some discussion even with the principals and within, within our office about the kids. Some of these kids, Ms. Wright, have, have been with us since kindergarten and are eighth graders, nine years. And I think, you know, the parents would, would like to see them finish and not kind of be yanked out midstream. So, you know, we looked at that and I'll be honest, Mr. Lewis and I had this discussion. Had we known all of this about how they define, you know, the first priority and how other districts were utilizing that priority list to keep these students, we would have, we would have had a different policy than what you saw. Uh, however, at the time, we had to go into this thinking those kids have to go in and they fall at two different priorities. Now, we set those two priorities up uh, when we had our committee, but what we were told by DOE at the beginning was a very narrow focus on priorities one through three, when in fact there's a little bit, there's leniency in how you define that. And the way we would have defined it would have probably helped these students, whereas before it wouldn't. Personally speaking, what we've discussed is they probably should be all priority ones if they're already in the system. And we look at it that way, and if we want to override if there aren't many like this year in the future, we can. But if we limit, any new outside kids coming into the district that have no ties with the district, we have to start at that really in the elementary years and the middle and the high schools because of capacity, but that's where we start the weed out process. But it would just maintain, you know, the projections that I have, <coughs> these students are in those projections, so it would maintain kind of where we see the future going in terms of numbers. Uh, we, if we had just had that understanding, but I'm not, and I'm not going to throw it on DOE, but, but realistically, um, you know, had we been told right out of the starting gate what was legal to do, we would have done that. And we had a lot of people in those meetings. 
Dr. Owens, uh, Mr. Lewis, myself, Carissa Pepper, and we all heard the same thing from DOE a couple years ago when we, we really you know, tightened down on the new policy. And what we heard the day of our lottery was different once we challenged and said, well, these schools are doing this. Um, so we've even found some schools that are, you know, kind of going away from the top three state priorities. So did I, do I understand this correctly that it appears that we may be leaning toward going away from school choice at some point in time when we're starting at the kindergarten, even though we'll start at kindergarten because that's <coughs> naturally the first of the grades that they would go through, but that would also follow through on any other grade if someone wanted a school choice in but was not already connected to the district. Yes, I think, I think the key word that Pep and I have thrown around ties to the district. When we, okay. when we look at the new policy, we devise that new policy with ties to the district. That's going to prevent somebody from the outside coming in as a new school choice person, let's say just in fourth grade or fifth grade, or even kindergarten, or at the high school, or at the middle school. If they're not tied to this district already, they're not going to get in unless our capacity drops below the 90 mark. But this would ensure in the future that the kids we have, we keep, and we'll get those kids through the system. And it'll ensure that somewhere along the line, we'll be back down to the point where it's more more manageable for us to make a decision on where we want to go with school choice. So even to take that a step farther, even though we may at some point in time be below the 90%, it doesn't necessarily mean we still have to take school choice. It does not. Right. That would be your choice. It's always the board's choice. And keep in mind, the board always has the choice to override the state data service process and the school choice policy. I would. I would override where it's new, where we're kind of in a new new area that we're, we're dealing with. If I, were, if I was going to suggest the board consider it, I'd suggest now. But once we get that policy tweaked to say exactly what we want it to say, then at that particular point, I would, I would shut down anybody with no ties to the district. Other than if you want to look at the two schools we have, uh, Philip Shall being one who's significantly below the 90% mark, that would be a possible school that would be open. I would comment that once we get the policy designed how it suits, there really wouldn't be any need for any more of this discussion. The whole idea behind the data system was that we wouldn't be sitting here making individual choices <coughs> on school choice students and kids and looking at it. That's the whole idea of this, this state data system, that we aren't having to discuss it. So once we get a policy that suits, that's it. That's the policy. And I, you mentioned earlier, too, I think one of our issues growing in numbers and the need of buildings, I think in the past we've been very open kindergarten, elementary, accepting everybody and anybody and uh, kids out of our district. And, you know, that's inflating our numbers uh, for in-district uh, taxpayers' needs. Yeah. So, Mr. Fritz, I agree. One of the things about the, about the data service center, though, it's laid it out. It's all laid out, the, the yeah. waiting lists are laid out, everything's out there so that when it comes to the board, it's pretty easy to yeah. make a decision. It's not sitting here, you know, trying to weed through a lot of stuff. It's already set right. up. Yeah. And, and to be honest, the Data Service Center, Mr. Fritz, did exactly what it should have done. Where we got hung up was how we defined people yeah. according to our policy and what we were told at the right. DOE level. But I, my point is, once we get a good policy, there's a, we, don't, we don't need to be sitting here tweaking it to suit I agree. each and every given year and every given school choice applications. 
and I think we would be, it would behoove us to be cautious about using our ability to be able to override because at that point in time you start setting a precedence and then you're going right back in the same path that we've already come from and we definitely don't want to go there. I agree. Is this, is this? Do we have any school choice to go down this year? Yeah, we have a couple this year, I think. We do, yes. If you're ready for those, Marley. If anybody, does anyone else have any other questions? I was going to say, updating the policy, is that affecting uh, the school choice applications for next school year? Next year only. Next year only. Yeah, right. What happens, Mr. Fritz, once, once that lottery process goes and they publish the waiting list? Yeah. At that point, really, our policy, we would just go to if there's any types of adjustments to make or anything like that. So whatever we make changes in the policy goes into effect, actually going to affect July 1st okay. once we get into next school year. All right. And just for some additional information, Mr. Hudson, I sent you a report this morning. I'm not sure if you opened it up. But there are a total of 246 students from Indian River School Districts that are attempting to choice to another district within the state of Delaware. It's a lot of kids from our, from our district, 246. And that's the students K through 12. Uh, for tonight on your board docs, 2017-2018 uh, uh, school choice applications are for a total of three applications. Uh, we are asking to accept two, deny one. Uh, they have been approved and reviewed by the building principal and also the superintendent. I'd like to make a motion we accept the principal and superintendent's recommendation. Second. Yes. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you. Next on the agenda, 18-19 school choice applications. You will see a total of four applications. Two of those uh, we are asking to be accepted, two to be put on the wait list. And again, these have been uh, reviewed and approved by the building principal and the superintendent. Make a motion that we accept the superintendent and principal's recommendation. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you. The next item is school calendar. We have school calendar on. <coughs> Do we have school calendar with us? Oh, okay. Did everyone have a chance to look at it? Okay. We've had we've had a, well, a couple of meetings. And the recommendation would be that we would accept the proposal. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? Let me let me just ask the Have you had any questions, concerns brought before you? Um, during some of our meetings, we had a chance to meet with the principals last week, and some of the principals discussed. We had talked about the need for professional development of the state, <coughs> setting down more and more requirements for the Mr. Steele, do you have a, any feeling on that? Or yeah, we, we, as I said, we, we discussed this Friday. Um, you know, some of, again, like 
Dr. Mrs. Bunning said we had a, you know, some of the principals were, um, you know, thought it would be worth doing. Uh, some of the others uh, had informed her at the end of the meeting that they felt they could handle it. So I, I don't have a mixed bag of number which way to go. I know the concern is we, we're already up to about 12 to 14 hours worth of things that we have to do every year in terms of suicide prevention training, gang training, bullying, all of those sort of things. And I think the idea was to try to get some of the professional development time back to the teachers uh, by doing it this way because it seems to be the only way we can get the time back in. So that's, that's sort of where we are. But at this stage of the game, it would be up to the board as to which way they want to go. On the calendar, there's not a professional development day until March. There is a half day on returns day um, for professional development. But that is getting chipped away by the state requirements, and every year it gets a little more. And that was a concern was to be able to get school-wide professional development in for different schools, not only at the district level, but at the school level. Were there, were there other options besides bringing kids in late? is our TOTS and our, our, our TOTS program and our preschool programs. They almost have created a three-tier system for us transportation-wise. So those kids would have to be released first. By the time we got to the last group release, you're probably going to be looking at 2.30, 3 o'clock. Uh, you know, when they, when they get home, that would be our late shift kids. So that was one of the reasons that we've even discussed on a bad weather day having an early dismissal. Is, is nearly impossible for us to be able to get all those kids home, um, you know, if we have a half a day due to weather. Uh, it's, it's just something we have to look at. And I've worked with Tyler. He showed me last week when, we, when I was thinking about, you know, if we came in the one day that they were predicting snow, more afraid to go home, he said half a day's transportation really don't work because we've gotten to the point size-wise. Mm -hmm. Again, you've got a three-tier system when you bring those kids in. So... Okay. So could you possibly go back maybe and kind of get a general consensus? I know, or maybe you did that, but just in saying you had some said this and some said that, could we maybe go back and say, you know, what, here are our options. What, what would you like to see happen? I, I'm not trying to prolong the, the calendar or that kind of stuff, but if it, no need acting on the calendar now and then find out a month or so down the road that, well, if we had thought about this, 
we could have worked in a different way. We, we, we have until April. We can go to the April meeting, I think. So we can, we've got another month that we can work on it, but we wanted to see the preliminary now to get the board's view. We've got a motion on it and a second on the floor that, that, that include, does not include that, the, you know, the early ends or anything like that. We can rescind the Do you wish to continue with your motion? No, I do not. So you pull your. It's fine. Okay. Are right, we good to next? So then we'll come back in April with the information. Yeah. Next item that's on here is Selbyville Middle School replacement serving line. Mr. Fritz, was that on the agenda for? No, it wasn't on the. They, they need to come to the building and grounds for that. I thought they were going to be there. They didn't come last time. Mr. Toomey is out sick today. Okay. Uh, he called this morning. So we can we can move this to the April meeting. We need to. I do have Jan Steele, but this was not presented at the building and grounds. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna skip both of the replacement serving lines in. Okay, the next item, Mr. Steele called me today. We're gonna to need a motion on the any rubber band uniform funding to table, and he'll give you the reason why. Today, uh, we had a, um, an email came through about 10.30 this morning from uh, Mr. Moeller here at the Indian River um, High School and asked if we would possibly consider delaying the vote on the new uniforms. He had a conversation uh, with Mr. Abels at Sussex Central this weekend, and they've kind of came up with an idea and a plan that could help us, I think, money-wise, but at the same time, promote district unity. They discussed how they would like to t take one or two parades a year and march as a combined band unit of 150 members and march together. And then the thought process in discussing uniforms was select a district band uniform and Sussex Central's would be the same design, blue gold, or Indian Rivers, Indian Rivers would be the same design in green and gold and they felt that by ordering you know the more uniforms in, in the same pattern would save a lot of money for the district so I talked to Mr. Barley if they're willing to do this anytime we got anything that's going to promote district harmony I think mm -hmm. we would look at it I think it's an impressive thing if you put 150 kids marching and the fact that they looked outside the box a little bit and saw we can get one design for both high schools the only difference will be the matching school colors that maybe this is something we ought to stop and look at before we run right out and buy uniforms for Indian River. Mr. Steele, can I, I don't know if Mr. Moeller is here. He's not. Is, okay. Well, I know, you know, I know he called a lot of heat uh, at the other meeting regarding uniforms, and I don't know what we'll end up deciding, but I do want to commend him and Mr. Abels on this. I think uh, this is the kind of out of the side the box thinking that saves the district money because of the design, just the difference in colors, and the, the unity between the two high schools and the entire district. So I think it's a, uh, a great idea the two of them came up with, and um, I'll shoot him an email myself, but I think it should be, uh, he and Mr. Abels both should be commended mm -hmm. for that. <clears throat> we would need to table 4.06 to the next board meeting. Do we need a motion? You make a motion. I make a motion we table to the next to the next meeting. Okay. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion 
All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Any river uh, school, the score table that was discussed? Yes. Yes. At Building and Grounds? No. Yes, discussed at Building Sorry. and Grounds. Um, He's on a roll. It's a company that would sell advertising that um, would pay for a new score table for the gym to use um, for the indoor sports. Uh, I believe Sussex Central has one similar similar to this um, that they received in the same manner. So we're just looking for approval to move forward. This is a multi-sport scoring table? Yes. It's only in, in, it's, it's, I think it does basketball, wrestling. It does the indoor gym sports. Yes, this would be for all indoor sports. Um, the, it's very similar to, I, been a few years, but Sussex Central also um, has one very similar, same company, where uh, it is used for mainly their, their volleyball and basketball games. It's supposed to be no cost to the district. It appears that the only cost we will have is the maintenance. Uh, we will have the maintenance of it, and we will, if there are additional ads that have to be put in there, they're our responsibility. So there is. It's, I mean, that's what it says in the contract because I read it to make right. sure. But this is very, this is similar to what Sussex Central has. Right. Yes, it's yes. exactly to what they have. It's just newer. I think they've had theirs for four years. Do we do we need a motion or are we? Uh, okay. yeah, I'd like to make a motion to move forward with it. Second. Okay. okay. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed. That is unanimous. Thank, Thank you. you. You're doing activity funding also? Yes. Okay. And um, in your board doc information, um, you have a um, proposal that I am making. Um, essentially, it says that um, the district will pay $500 per student or advisor um, for any student activity during a school year. Um, the student can get more than one $500 if they're um, competing or um, part of two different organizations. If you're FFA and then you're also band or whatever, it would be similar. Um, the band uniforms we were looking for were just under $500 a piece. Um, so that would also include being. This was one of the things in the referendum that we proposed that we would um, help the student activities with funding for their programs. Well, we, we discussed this, you know, somewhat there, but I don't think we came to any decision about how we were going to, you know, distribute this or anything. Right, and that's what I'm proposing. What I've given you is a procedure. I would like you to approve that we can move forward this year with providing $500 per student for their activities. There is an application that the principal has to sign off on the application with the name of the students and the cost of the, um, whether it's travel, um, whatever they need for the program. 
Question. I'd like to make yes. a motion that well, we move forward on it. Go ahead, Dr. Question. All right, it says up to $500. Um, what's the impact to the district above and beyond what we're already paying now? We aren't paying now. That's it. This, this would be the impact on the district. Um, when we were doing the referendum, mm -hmm. we suggested 150000 be earmarked to go towards the student programs. Um, I don't want to limit us to a dollar amount. I'm fine with the dollar amount per student, but not a total, because you could have a year that you have more students placing in competitions, and you may need $160,000 instead of one hundred and fifty. dollars um, so I would like to set the dollar amount at the student level as opposed to putting a specific cap on the district level. Was there any consideration, um, I know in the private industry, having some caps per day or per meal? Well, they do. Oh, we do. We have okay. a, a, a travel policy okay. that has all of that. All of their expenses are determined by, most of them are students going to competitions, the CT programs, the robotics. Um, so most of them have like convention type um, pricing and um, then we make the airfare arrangements for them and that type of thing. Um, most of them are well over $500 a piece. Some of them are like $1,200 a student. And Mr. Peden, uh, when, you, when you look at this, there, there are two rules of thought. I think in the past, I, I know I see uh, Jeff Bunning here. He could probably attest to what I'm going to say. In the past, they would have to hold numerous fundraisers and go out to our community and ask for the funds to support the trip. Uh, when we did put the student activities portion of the um, referendum together, one of the things was to help defer the cost of the BPA, TSA, uh, HOSA, and the other organizations that we have, decrease the cost and the amount that kids would have to go out to the community and ask. So this, this for us, realistically, is gonna save on the community aspect of it. They're not gonna be doing as much fundraising outside the community now that we're able to help uh, somewhat. They're gonna have to do some, but this certainly will help, I'm sure, uh, Mr. Bunning, this would help the kids in BPA greatly having this to start with. And it's also one of the promises we made with referendum monies. Did you say the money could be used for the band uniforms? It, it could be. It could be if we, now we have separate funding for band uniforms, but right. next year, if Sussex Central also gets band uniforms, we don't have enough money for the funding. So. What we would need above our band uniform appropriation would come out of those funds. I guess my question to that would be, it says, uh, helps to defray the cost of student activity programs who do not already receive district funding. But if we have a fund for band uniforms already in place, but it's how not would that? Sufficient. Well, that's not what this says. I mean, really, any program, could, any anybody could come, any group, say the tennis team doesn't have enough money for their uniforms. Right. Or, right. I mean, any team yes. could. 
Yes. So I think could. we need to be more specific in that first line, it, at least from my perspective, because it doesn't say insufficient funds. It just says programs who do not already receive district funding, okay. period. And I guess as far as like the sports teams, <coughs> they receive a separate athletic budget. So that's where the funding for their uniforms would come from. Um, this would be one time next year, it would be one time only that we would need it because then we will have, 10 years from now, we'll have sufficient funds to do both schools. Um, it doesn't have to come from that, it can come from other local funds. But if we haven't spent $150,000 for the other students, then that funding would be available. I think before I'm comfortable passing, I think there needs to be more discussion on the specifics. It just seems too general mm -hmm. to me, to be honest with you. Uh, I understand they can turn an application in, but just because there's a line item that we pass in the referendum doesn't mean it all has to be 100% spent. And I'm no. afraid, and I'm afraid, you know, for example, you put the school uniforms in there, so you got a kid who's in band, his 500 gets used up because he's in band, but then he's also in robotics right. and then doesn't have 500. No, he would get a second 500. Well, I thought you said each there was a limit program. on how many? Each program. each program. So they could be in 10 programs and yep. get to 10 500. And each would get 500. I, but that's not, written, that's not written in here. And, and I think we might have an, a, a, a money and a budget nightmare. I think, it, I think more specific thought needs to be put into this a little bit qualification-wise. We had one discussion at the last finance meeting. I'm not comfortable with just that minor discussion and now voting on it without more specific. There's just not specific enough for me, is my, okay. my opinion. Also, it, the money that's not spent, is that 150000 in an earmarked account? No. See, that's where I think it should be because that money from the referendum was for that specific item and I think that money needs to be kept in an account. So if you only spend 100, you still have 50 and they're carrying over to next year because these programs are only going to get bigger and bigger with student right. involvement. Right, that's and if, and if you put, right now. And if you put something like band uniforms in there, I mean, you're talking, you're talking 100 and, you know, $60,000 for both schools to do band right. uniforms. Now we do have separate appropriation earmark for band right, uniforms. Right, I know that. We talked at, at right. Finance about increasing that dollar amount Right. So that 10 years from now, we do have enough money in that appropriation. But I just, I just think, the is there a way to, is there a way, is that a nightmare to uh, put that money in a separate budget item? It's because um, I just hate to see it get put in the general fund and then it's not there for what we intended it for. Well, it's in a separate appropriation with the eight cents that we approved in the referendum for um, technology textbooks, student activities, and transportation. So it is in that separate allocation. Um, see, I'll uh, have to see well, if this, with the state if I can open up any other. The reason I say this is we supposedly have this band uniform budget yes. that's been putting money yes. aside for years, yep. but yet there isn't enough money in that account to account for the number of years that it's been supposed to have been collected for. That's what, I'm not, and that's not your fault. But that's what happens when things aren't itemized. They get lumped in, they get spent, and we've got, for example, a band uniform budget that doesn't have the money in it it's supposed to have. Right. 
I, at one point, the cycle for van uniforms was supposed to be every five years a school was getting them, and somehow we got on the same cycle where they're actually only a year apart. Um, and which, I don't, you know, which it's been ten years. Yes, it's and there been ten years last year for Indian River, and ten years this year for Sussex Central. And there isn't ten years worth of money in that account, and that's no, what I'm, that's but what I'm, don't that, know but that's what I'm saying. I don't know when it started. Right, but that's what I'm saying. If the, right. if you don't have if this if you don't put lock boxes on each section of money, it gets spent elsewhere. <laughs> I think so. so I just like to see so. more specifics. Okay, I can see. I I the reason I brought it tonight was. Um, these organizations are traveling now mm -hmm. and don't have the funds for it. So I was so totally what, trying to get them money. What will what will happen? Now. What will happen with those groups then? If we they'll can't. have to do. They'll have to raise all the money through fundraising. Okay. I think we need some additional discussion about this at the next finance committee meeting and try to come okay, up with a plan fine. in writing that everyone can see. Okay, that's fine. So, do we need a motion to table this until next month? Yeah, you make, make I'll make a motion. Up. I was going to say, I'll bring it back to the finance committee. Yeah. He's made a motion. Can we table? Is there a second to that? Second. Okay. Okay. Motion made and seconded. All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Okay. We'll put it on the agenda for the next finance. Okay. Okay, the next item is the uh, Georgetown Middle School Library. That, that was on the agenda, Mr. Fritz. Yep. So we discussed it at the Buildings and Grounds. Uh, Georgetown Middle School, Principal Hudson. Uh, came with a request to divide the uh, library, um, basically putting a, a wall up and a door. Um, obviously, there's going to be construct some construction uh, costs involved, but that would give them additional uh, additional classroom setting. So the uh, recommendation by the Building and Grounds Committee is to uh, uh, make a motion to approve this uh, request. Okay. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor? Were, I did, one discussion was right. They were going to get bids on the process, though, before. We weren't just going to go out there and approve it, right? We did discuss about getting bids. Is, is it out of district? Yeah, I, I said I, had, I did not have a quote. Yeah, that's right. For the buildings and grounds. I do have a quote, and it should be in your packet. It was $5,535 from KB Cold Iron. Should have, been in, should have been in your packet. And where is the funding coming from? Minor cap. Minor cap. Is there a proper ventilation on both sides? Yes, okay. yes. Um, Mr. Hudson and I both uh, met with a contractor up there. Um, I think the only difficulty we had was moving two, um, uh, two sprinkler heads that would have to be moved. And I think he said at the time it was about $250 each to move them, uh, relocate two sprinkler heads. And I think he said it was about 250 each to get uh, uh, the guys to come down to do that. And I don't think there were any other issues other than perhaps the door, and he won't know until he actually starts taking that door to the hallway apart. It's the one that has the um, trophy case. Uh, the uh, uh, display cabinet in it, and that would give it the room its own entrance. Okay. Made the motion to accept it. I would. 
we have motion made and second. Mm -hmm. Any other any other discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Georgetown Elementary sign, Mr. Fritz. All right, another uh, building grounds uh, does support and make a motion that we uh, uh, move forward with uh, Principal Stong's request for a uh, new sign on the front of the portico of the building. Uh, the cost is covered by the Georgetown Elementary PTO and the masonry work is being donated. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? <coughs> All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Howard Tiennis, pool pack. Okay, so obviously everyone knows we've had issues with the pool at Howard Tiennis for years. And uh, one of the things that we're looking in and uh, Mr. Booth uh, presented was a maintenance agreement with Building Systems and Services, BSS. The cost is $3,200 a year which includes uh, several uh, inspections throughout the year, reduced costs of work, et cetera, going, uh, going forward. So again, the cost is 3,200 a year, but certainly could save us a lot of money with as much as the pool has, uh, has been costing. Mm -hmm. So the recommendation is to approve that. I'll second again. Okay. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? It's unanimous. The Sussex Central High School chiller. All right. Um, so that too, uh, by building grounds, is being uh, uh, supported and made a motion to approve the uh, compressor replacement up at Sussex Central High School. Um, Am I correct? Uh, the total cost is uh, twenty-seven thousand. Am I correct on that? Twenty-eight, twenty-eight thousand two hundred and sixty-four dollars. <coughs> and the um, the quote that uh, we're recommending tonight is from Johnson Controls. Okay. And we make a motion to uh, to approve that. Move forward with the repairs. I just have a question on the schedule. It says not applicable. How long before they're going to replace that? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Can At the bottom of it, it says the schedule, and then it says the sub-identified and the bid. I know that's some internal stuff, but where it says NA, which means the schedule is not applicable, do we have a time frame for their installation? Oh, schedule. I'm sorry. I was wondering where you were getting that from. Um, I don't have a schedule until I get this approved and then I can ask them when they're going to put it in um, when they order. Johnson Controls uh, purchased uh, York uh, compressors and um, I don't think they're going to have any problem getting the compressor but I, I, don't, I don't know what the schedule is until I know that it's getting approved and I can work with them and get a schedule. Anyone else? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? It's unanimous. Thank you. Thank you. Old business, uh, first item, certificate of necessity. Mr. Steele. Mr. Brown, we have uh, just a few things uh, under this heading. Uh, before I go into the main topic, uh, we did receive our uh, certificate of occupancy from uh, the state of Delaware for Georgetown Elementary uh, following that construction 
uh, that did come in this week and they have notified the town of Georgetown. Secondly, in discussing the certificate of necessity, we were going to meet last, uh, last week before all of the crazy weather hit and we decided at that particular evening to cancel the event due to weather. What we would like to do is ask the board to select a time and a date or give me some idea of a week where we can reschedule that public meeting or if there's a, the board feels it needs a special meeting to discuss uh, potential uh, certificate of necessity that we go ahead and do one of the other. Well, there's there's one thing about it. We got it. We got to do something, and we should be doing it pretty quick. I agree. We have to. We have until uh, August the 31st. Uh, probably you don't want to go on that last day and turn that in. So it's going to take a while to get this done. And depending on what we do, that would uh, be different from our original idea of uh, two years ago. It's going to require some some help from Vernon and Daniel and probably some other people you know, to get things together for CN. So the clock is ticking there, and we're going to have to get together to hold this discussion soon. We had that meeting uh, last month about trying to get together to get this done, so it wasn't one meeting after another meeting, and the snow messed us up, but here we are again. One more meeting has gone by, and we're not moving forward with the school. And maybe it may not be a bad idea, and correct me if I'm wrong, I thought when we discussed it in the beginning, we were talking about coming together as the board with and doing some brainstorming and then presenting it to the public so that we kind of have some legwork done, some groundwork laid on what, what we were anticipating. But when the notice went out, it said it was going to be public. And unfortunately, in some cases, people, even within our district, weren't aware that there was going to be such a meeting. So if we're going to do it that way, I think our communication needs to be spiffed up a little bit. We can do that. We put it out on the website, uh, did, did various other things. I think Dave Mall took care of that to make sure that we got this out so people would be aware of it. Well, uh, we, we had some teachers and some administrators that weren't aware of it until like the last minute. Now, I, I don't know what their reason was behind that, but I was just told that. Okay. So if we could do that. If we can get something scheduled before uh, before the April board meeting, I mean, maybe within the next two two weeks, even. We could do that. Uh, you, you want to do the week right after spring break? That would be what the second. We have uh, the day we get back on Monday the 9th, we have committee meetings. Uh, we have, uh, after that, I have the next three evenings open, the 9th, 10th, or 11th of April, if that would work for anybody. So are we going to have a, a special board meeting? To Whatever the board decides, we need to do a public meeting or we can have a special board meeting. I think we're going to... At some point, not that I want to meet every night, we need, we're going to need both. Hmm. So if you want to do the public one first, that's fine, and as you were planning on, but I think the board's going to have to get together as well, too, and, and, and central office, you administrators, before, you know, as well. It's going to be more than, it's not just a once a month meeting, I think, at this point. It's pretty important. The only thing I would be concerned about is we need to meet almost like 
very quickly to try to talk about NS. So I don't want to delay that meeting too long. I, I would suggest we do one or the other yeah. the week of the 9th. Pick. And we can go that uh, Tuesday or Wednesday evening to 10th or the 11th, whichever suits the board. And we can, if you want to do the uh, public meeting first, we can, or we can do the board meeting first, whichever is your choice. Do we want input from the public to help us make our decision as a board, or do we want to make a decision at the board and present it to the public? Well, I think it's going to take some of both. I think we need public input. I think it'll be a mixture, uh, too. Yeah. And then chew it over uh, as well as to what our needs actually are. So I don't really, it doesn't matter which one you do first. My, I, I just, you're going to need both, probably multiple of both over the next couple months, to be honest with you. Communi I think communication the community with needs the public input. is key. I think we just need to make sure when you when you hear from a large group of people, all these things are coming at you, and you either need to be conscious of what they're saying so that when you go back to the drawing table as the as a board itself, that you can incorporate all those, or you could come together as a plan, not a solid foundation, but a, a kind of a plan of what direction we looked like we were wanted to go in and then draw on their input from there. So it's, you know, it's like six and one half a dozen the other. But I, I do think at some point in time we need both. I, I agree. And I, I think there's there's things that we can look at. And I think a good starting point would be to look at our previous CN to see if that's sufficient. Um, we've, we've got some challenges, just to, I'll be honest, that at, at our office down at IREC that we have gone through and taken a look at things and, and sort of thought outside the box that I think are going to be very worthwhile in looking at. Um, I think what we need to do to be successful at this referendum is we need to have it highly organized. We need to put a lot of thought into this so that we have zero waste and that we get exactly what we need without any waste. And I think we'll have a good opportunity, a good shot of possibly passing that. Um, I will tell you now, just in all the studies that we've done in the work at Central Office, we have, we've got about five areas that are concerned. Um, one, we have space issues at both elementary, middle, and high school at the north end. We have space issues on the south end at a high school and a middle school, um, being Subbyville and Indian River. So those are the five areas. And if you take a look at the presentation I prepared for this meeting, it's after about the first five slides, it's pretty obvious uh, where we're going to need to focus our attention and where we need to go with it. So, you know, it'll, it'll be something that I, I think that if, if we can get some public input, just so you can have different views of it, uh, board input, input from IRAC, then we can all come together and I think we can find a really solid solution <coughs> that we can go out to the public and show them that we're gonna be good stewards of the money and good planners for the future. We may want to also um, garner some survey data from the public because not everybody will attend those meetings. I think it would be nice to get some buy-in from folks um, in that mechanism, which I'm not sure we've captured before, but it may give us some good insight. Just here's a thought. Why don't you do the first meeting as the public, as planned, then we'll have a, uh, a board and district meeting to discuss those those ideas and input and our own and then I think you're going to need to come back with another public meeting to then present to the public 
what's been uh, decided with their input and the discussion of the district with the final product. All right, I would suggest that we take a look at Wednesday, April the 11th. I think that fits, if you can help me with athletic events at the high school, middle school level. Uh, Wednesday night seemed to be a better night, I believe, uh, you know, to hold something like this. So my suggestion would be we, we go back to Wednesday, April the 11th at Sussex Central. Uh, we can start at, what's better for the board, 7 or 6.30? 6.30. Okay, well, uh, 6.30 on April the 12th. We'll go ahead and get that advertised. So where are we with the NS meeting? I'm sorry? Where are we with the NS meeting? The Howard T. NS meeting? Right. Are we also going to talk about moving forward with the plans for that? Oh, yeah. I'm going to, that's coming up next. That's the next topic here. Okay. So this was at Sussex you, April the 11th, still uh, at Sussex Central? Wednesday the 11th or the Thursday the 12th? You give me, you give us two different dates. Oh, it's April the 11th. I'm sorry. Okay. My phone's going. At Sussex Central? Yeah, still? at Sussex Central. We'll go Wednesday the 11th at Sussex Central at 6.30. So that'll be a meeting with the That'll community. be a public meeting like we had planned for last week. Okay. Next item is, is the Howard T. Ennis. Okay. Where we are in Howard T. Ennis, a couple of major things have happened. We have um, received notification from Connie Holland at the State Division of uh, Planning. Um, the letter was signed by her, Mike Jackson, OMB, Susan Bunning from um, Department of Education, and they have approved us to move forward uh, utilizing the land, which is currently level four across from Sussex Central High School uh, for the Howard T. Ennis School. With that, I contacted uh, Senator Hocker and the other senators who worked with us on that um, last summer. We went up to talk about it. Um, they are going now to work on epilogue language. Uh, Mr. Booth has uh, talked with Ken Fern and Fern and Daniel, who is going to be working with DHSS to take care of the subdivision process and to line up the surveying needs to be done. So we're moving forward on that. Uh, we'll probably have the epilogue language, language will transfer approved before we have the subdivision approved, which is fine if that happens. So right now we're looking at as long as we get our bond money, which we think we're going to get about 2.9 million uh, June 30th. We're going to be able to move forward with the planning phase, and it'll take us probably nine months to a year to complete that phase before we break ground. Uh, Senator Hawker did come up last uh, Tuesday. He wanted to tour Howard T. Ennis. Uh, came up and took a tour, and it's very glad that this went through because he had firsthand view of, and if you've never walked up there, it's, it's, it's something to see. The hallways are crowded with the equipment that has to be used for the kids, uh, marks on the doors with the wheelchairs going in and out. So he got a first-hand view of why it's needed, and he was very happy uh, to move forward and to help us with the epilogue language to get through. Anyone have any questions? Can you need to uh, table 503 and 504 until after executive session? So moved. Second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Committee reports. Athletic fields. Mr. Fritz. Yeah. I don't really have any uh, more to report. Uh, I do want to strongly urge uh, <coughs> board members and anyone in the public to attend the next building and grounds uh, 
meeting as we're going to have Cyberlick train come and give us an update on the ESCO energy project. That's something that was requested at the last committee meeting that they come regularly to keep us up to date on that. Also, uh, speaking of Howard Tienis, uh, Fern and Clint Daniel, the architects are going to come to that meeting and we're gonna have some discussion on the new Howard TNS building. So the next uh, building and grounds meeting, those are the two main topics and urge all to attend. That's it. Okay, thank you. Any questions? <clears throat> Comprehensive school safety, Mr. Layfield. Comprehensive school safety. Uh, one thing of great importance to discuss and put out to the public is the Viper training that's going on, violent intruder preparedness and response. Department of Education and Department of Homeland Security have partnered with this venture. Sussex Central High School and Indian River High School will be the first two high schools in the state of Delaware to do this presentation, be conducted by Detective uh, Timmy Kerstetter with the Delaware State Police. Uh, it was introduced as a tabletop exercise at Millsboro Middle about a month ago. And uh, Wednesday of this week, the 28th Sussex Central High School from 6 to 8 p.m., and it'll, it'll talk, we encourage church, churches, large medical facilities, large businesses, and obviously the school environment to get a feel for how to protect themselves against uh, violent intruders. And then the Indian River date is April 17th from six to eight. So in two days, Sussex Central High School will have the first uh, violent intruder preparedness response training that's going on. Again, a partnership with DOE and Department of Homeland Security. I encourage uh, PTO organizations, school board members, teachers get your staff out for these two events it's the first of its kind and obviously they're partnering with the uh, Indian River School District to put that out so good good dates to keep on your calendar Wednesday March the 28th and April the 17th what time 6 to 8 p.m. thank you questions any other questions finance uh, will be covered Mrs. Steele gives her report uh, curriculum, Mr. Hudson. Thank you, Mr. James Hudson. Uh, at our last meeting, we had a, a preschool update. A report was provided detailing the early childhood committee work conducted throughout the school year. The charge of the committee was to identify and create the best early childhood program in the state of Delaware through innovative and sustainable funding to serve more of our youngest students. A three-year implementation plan was shared with the curriculum committee that outlined blended funding of IDEA. ECAP, purchase of care, and tuition. The committee worked on identifying models that meet current regulations and stay true to the early childhood philosophies that make the Indian River School District early childhood program unique. Additionally, the committee worked to streamline the early childhood screening process through centralized hubs, update, updated the screening tool, planned to provide better communication to parents in the community, and has invested in professional development to allow early childhood certification for staff across the district. Other topics, uh, summer camp opportunities. Summer camp opportunities will be offered throughout the district this year. The camps will be tuition-based to offset district costs and provide a camp-like experience for students. And uh, also discussed with the Spanish immersion camp that will provide enrichment with a diverse cultural and language experience. The camp will be June 18th through the 21st at John M. Clayton Elementary. All enrichment activities will be conducted in the Spanish language. The camp is designed to provide an environment that will immerse the students in a fun cultural experience. 
And lastly, the preschool camp will provide and support our students transitioning into kindergarten. Weekly theme-based camps such as outer space exploration, the return of the dinosaurs, backyard science, and Bon Voyage Summer will provide students with a fun learning experience at the Early Learning Center located at Carver. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Any questions? Mary Bailey Scholarship, Mr. Peden. No activity, nothing to report. Okay, thank you. Uh, Special Education Task Force, Dr. Stadler. Thank you. I only have two brief updates uh, for tonight. First of all, thank you to everyone who helped make Special Education uh, Week last month a success. We hosted many different activities in our buildings and there was a great deal of awareness. In order to align with our state's recognition, we will be moving Special Education Week to late October for the upcoming school year, uh, and it will remain as an October event moving forward. And secondly, at the request of various uh, staff members, I hosted sessions during February in our five focus school buildings where I was able to talk one-on-one -on -one with our special education teachers and um, other related personnel to gather their feedback and suggestions. These were very well attended and we hope to report out some of those outcomes in the next couple of months. Thank you. Okay, any questions? Policy, Mr. Collins. Uh, most of the policy discussion has already been covered with a school choice discussion earlier. Um, we have several things tabled until next month. However, tonight you will see field trips, excursions being brought up as a first reading. Uh, there was discussion in removing the waiver statement that's at the end of that policy uh, for, for legal reasons. Um, also, you will see tonight student rights and responsibilities up as a first and second reading. Um, the reason we're doing it is a first and a second. Um, the only two changes to this policy are the removal of a comma and the addition of a space between two words. So I'm asking, uh, I'm making a motion that we approve this policy as presented. Question. Motion yes. made and um, seconded. Uh, oh. Sorry, legal reasons for removing the waiver statement? That is correct. Um, Mr. Steele could correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, what we're being advised is there's really no need to have that um, statement in there. What that statement said, uh, Dr. Hattier, was if we have um, students going on a field trip, then you know it's the district's not responsible for anything that occurs. When in fact, that's not true. If they go on a district sponsor school, uh, field trip, they are covered by any type, and, and we're, we're liable for whatever happens when they go on those trips. So we did get this um, checked out with our attorneys, and they suggested and gave us an alternate. Field trip form to use in lieu of what we had been using. I think that. And that's the reference in the top page of the changes that you made? It's on page three of oh. the policy. Okay. It's the bottom of page three. I think, Dr. Hattier, that initial change was back in the early 2000s when that waiver was put in, when we were looking at possible travel with uh, our vans going to Florida, yep. uh, those sort of things. and after September 11th having the terrorist, the, the terror threat that we had to, to go. That was added at that time. However, uh, when a parent had asked us about it, we, we got the legal advice of our attorneys and they said, well, you can put it there. It's not gonna, it, it doesn't take any liability away from the district. You're still responsible for those kids. He suggested okay. it be removed. Just a question, thank you. Okay, any other questions? Motion made and seconded. All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you. Aye, Rigay Rep. 
first want to report on our fundraiser that we had. We want to thank everybody that uh, came out to support the scholarship fundraiser uh, last Friday. It was uh, very accessible. We had approximately 60 businesses and individuals uh, donate items. Um, I don't have the exact totals because we're still waiting for a few people to finish up their donations, but um, we raised several thousand dollars at the event. Um, I probably need to apologize to Mr. Steele for outbidding his wife on a few things, but that's the way it goes. We, we spent enough money, trust me. <laughs> yes, <you did. laughs> um, IREA will be uh, choosing the scholarship recipients from the applicants and presenting them during their high school awards assembly. The second thing I'd like to talk about is uh, the calendar. I really appreciate the input and conversation we had during our calendar committee meetings. Um, Mr. Byerly, our select bunny, Dave Mall, we had some um, pretty good conversation back and forth. Um, and I think we put a pretty good calendar together for next year. Um, historically, teachers were in favor of removing all the half days for students uh, from the calendar because of the disruption in the school day. Um, but we still put a calendar together that did remove all the half days. Um, with all the uh, more demands from the state, timing-wise, that we need the trainings and everything, two-hour delays might be a, a good um, compromise on that. Uh, I see both sides of the, of the coin, you know, not wanting to take the instructional time away from the students, uh, plus complicating the mornings of uh, parents. Uh, but if we have two-hour delays, you know, if that's the need for it, then scheduling them this far in advance would definitely help uh, parents rather than just calling in the morning of. Um, but, you know, if, if we don't get the two-hour delays, then uh, we'll, we'll have to get the trainings done like we did this year. The trainings were district-wide were probably the, the biggest um, fire that we had to put out over and over again, uh, you know, because of the time of it. Um, you know, Without the delays, I hope administrators realized that those uh, trainings will have to be scheduled during the PLC times. So you have to think, you know, which one, it's either time away from instruction for students or it's the PLC times, you know, taken away from trainings for the teachers. So one way or the other, you know, whatever you guys decide is, you know, completely up to you. Um, but I do think that you could approve the calendar as it is and you, you can discuss the addition of the delays. So, you know, because the framework of the calendar is all put together, the delays is probably the only thing you really have to go back and forth on in case you guys wanted to, you know, revisit that tonight. Um, next thing, the, the referendum I heard you guys uh, discussing was about, I, I heard everybody talk about getting input from the board, from IREC, from the public. Um, I would encourage you to ask for input from the teachers. Not only are the teachers in the trenches every day, and they may have some ideas we have you know hundreds and almost thousand teachers in the district where i'm sure somebody has a good idea on what uh, funds uh, might be used in the next referendum um, i think it's tough to get support for a referendum if you don't get input from the people that are involved in it because every time it comes down to a referendum if the teachers don't support it historically it doesn't pass if you don't ask for any input from the teachers it's going to be tough for them to be buy into it and support it. So I would encourage you to um, at least ask the teachers for some input, um, not only the public, IREC, and the board, but please include us. Thank you. All right, thank you. Superintendent's report, special activities. Um, I have my special activities posted uh, online. 
I did not post uh, Friday night's event. I, I will say that REA did a very nice job uh, Friday night. Uh, everybody went, seemed to have a really good time, and, and they raised money for student scholarships. And I would like to thank uh, JR and Linda and the, the rest of the, um, the liaison team for doing a good job, really nice job. Other than that, it is posted online if you have any questions. Okay, thank you. Uh, financial reports. We need a motion to pay the regular invoices for the month of February of 2018. So, so moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you. Hi. Um, as of the end of February, we received 87% of our state funding. The only funding we still should receive would be state salary funds. We've received 93% of our discretionary funds. Um, at 67% of the way through the year, we have spent a total of 64% of our budgeted expenses. The schools have spent 54% of their budgets. Curriculum has spent 83%. Athletics, 51%. Salaries are at 64%. Operations are at 68%. Howard Tiennis is at 69%. Um, basically, the district is on budget moving forward in this year. We've received 96% of our budgeted tax revenues. The ILSA tuition-based programs have spent 66% of their budget, so they also are on budget. And we've spent 60% of the available federal funds. Um, major cap, all our major cap projects have been completed. And minor cap, we have 1.4 million available and we spent $122,340 in February on minor cap projects. Um, anybody have any questions at this point? Questions? Okay. Okay. All right, thank you. Communications, Mr. Steele? Yeah, Mr. Barlow, we have three. Um, Use of uh, facilities request first use of Howard Tiennis pool on the 22nd of April. Um, that's a Sunday required board approval, and that'll be pending. Everything's up and operational. Um, and May the 13th, the um, also they're using it in May 13th, excuse me, by Howard Tiennis staff for lifeguard recertification training. Second is to use East Millsboro Elementary uh, by New Dimensions Family Minister on July 4th. And the use of Millsburg Middle School gym on May 19th by the Millsburg Seventh Day Adventist Church. I would approve all three. So moved. Second. Motion made and second. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. No field trips? No, no okay. field trips. We come to the second public comment. Anyone in the audience who wishes to make a, a public comment? Seeing now, we need a motion for executive session. So moved. A second. Second. Motion made and seconded. All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Now an executive. First order of business is the administrative interview that we had this evening. Is there a motion? I make a motion that we follow the superintendent's recommendation. Is second. There a motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Student hearing, recommendation to, to, to accept it? Accept it. 
Okay. Second, that's the motion. Make motion. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Personnel agenda. Motion to approve excluding item number 26. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Need a motion to approve item 26. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? Same. You abstain. Abstain. Okay. Pull, pull the board, Mr. please. Barley. Yes. Mr. Cathel. Abstain. Mr. Collins. Yes. Mr. Fritz. Yes. Dr. Hattier. Yep. Mr. Hudson. Yes. Mr. Layfield. Yes. Mr. Peden. Yes. Dr. Statler. Yes. Mrs. Wright. Yes. Nine yes, zero no, and one abstention. Motion passes by a majority vote. Uh, addendum. Need a motion to approve. Excluding nine and eleven. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Item number nine. Weight room supervisor at Indy River. Is there a motion? Hearing none. Number eleven. Heads J V softball coach, Indy River. Is there a motion? Hmm? Yes. Motion, to accept. motion to accept. Second. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. All right. Opposed? One. Uh, I'm going to abstain. Sorry. No, we didn't. No, you, you're voting for that, aren't you? For 11? We're excluding 11. Oh, I'm sorry. Excluding 11. No. no, I think there's a misunderstanding. Put on this one? Yeah. We did nine and 11. Excluding They're going to be two individuals, yes. Yeah, now we're on. Number nine now did not get a vote. Now we're voting on number okay, nine. number 11. I'm abstaining from on 11. Okay. Mr. Barley? Yes. Mr. Cathel? Yes. Mr. Collins? Abstain. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yep. Mr. Hudson? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine. Yes, zero, no, and one abstention. So I want to go back. I, I think there was a misunderstanding, or maybe I missed it. Nine, did we actually vote on it, or we just no. did those separate? No, so, there was no motion to approve nine. We voted okay, on everything okay, let's, excluding... Let's go back and revisit that. We voted on everything... Okay, let's go back and revisit nine, then. If there was... I thought it would stay on... If it was on here, unless you disapproved it, it would be approved the way it was. No, it was excluded. Okay. It was excluded. But then we've never voted back on it. Correct. But there was an okay. off. There was a motion okay, to. So there was, no there was motion a motion to, to accept, and there was no motion. Okay, so can we go back and revisit it? Because I, I don't. Ha I, I guess before we do it, my question is: if they've always done it, why is there a reason to be against it now? We discussed that in executive session. Yeah, we just did. We just discussed it in executive session. Well, then I, I would prefer us to go back to nine, then, I, because. Okay. I, I would like to have us go back to nine and do it. Okay. Do you want to make a motion that yes. we approve number nine? Yes. Okay. Is, there, is there a second to her motion? Second. Second. Okay. Motion made and seconded. Any dis further discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? No. no. 
Pull the board. Mr. Barley? No. Mr. Cathel? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yeah. Mr. Fritz? Yes. Dr. Hadier? No. Mr. Hudson? No. Mr. Layfield? No. Mr. Peden? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Six, yes. Motion passes by a majority vote. Okay. Addendum number two. Need a motion to approve. So moved. Is there a second? Motion made and seconded. All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. And before the business come before the board, meetings adjourned.